2: McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and time supply. See you at McDonald's.com.
0: Everybody, to the uh, second Easter 2022 edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. We were at Ashton Gate on Monday tea time, as we can say Monday afternoon, to watch a final score that finished Bristol City 1, Sheffield United 1. I, for one, came out of there feeling, well, if it was like that every week, I'd be uh, well pleased. And it felt like a win. Maybe I'm becoming a little bit soft. But four points over Easter is good in anybody's book. Joining me this evening are uh, Neil, uh, Ian and Mark. Um, I'll come to you first, Neil. Just your quick summary of the game. Um, did it feel like a win to you? Am I going soft?
2: No, I don't, I don't think it... For me, it didn't feel like a win necessarily. But it felt as if we'd actually put 100% into that. And we've been equal to them in a lot of ways. and Although in the first half, we I thought we were a bit passive and we let them pass through us and then and we'll probably get to uh, some players that necessarily didn't do their job particularly well first half, second half, a lot more combative, a lot more in their faces and, uh, and I felt a draw was a fair result against a team that is in the playoffs and was really pushing, albeit they had four forwards out injured, didn't they? So they had two midfielders. Yeah. Playing as centre forwards there, so um, yeah, enjoyable yeah, game though yeah, because because we
0: afternoon.
2: enjoyable game because we um, we actually physically were up to the task today.
0: No, I think that's a good point. The physicality there, uh, Ian. I heard your comments on uh, Radio Bristol broadly uh, positive, but um, just repeat them again for uh, uh, us here. Just your thoughts on the the overall ninety minutes.
3: On the overall 90 minutes, um, I think there were some positives and some negatives. Um, I think Sheffield United showed how you can play without having a big centre-forward. You play the ball into feet and you play one touch, little step-overs and things like that. And our three central defenders couldn't, couldn't deal with it uh, in periods in the first half. The reason they couldn't deal with it, and I've noticed this more of late, but of, in particular tonight, their pace highlighted it, is our central defenders are slow and they ball watch. and Go back and watch the highlights of that game. The one that Bentley saved in the first half, I think it was from Gibbs White. Um, all three of them were watching the ball and not watching a guy eight yards out from goal mm-hmm. in two yards of space. So uh, I, I think I noticed that. Our distribution, our passing in the first half was poor. I can understand why Pearson is playing so deep and effectively in the first half played a back seven, and you could call it a back eight if you count Bentley. Um, so I can I can understand why he's doing that uh, because of the lack of pace. Uh, I don't. Scott has obviously been told not to venture over the halfway line very much, and De Silva didn't get forward to any um, to any note. In the first half, and obviously he went off straight in the second half. So I, I was disappointed. Second half, I thought we actually made more of a game of it. We won yeah. the ball higher up the field. Uh, we didn't let them have their own way. Uh, Masengo came into the game far more. I still think we haven't got a midfield two. Well, let's talk about let's talk club. about
0: the, the the some of the detail in that second half in particular. I just want to get let Mark have uh, his say on 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 the game just. A brief thirty seconds of uh, what your your thoughts were driving away from uh, Ashton Gate this evening.
4: Well, City were outclassed in the first half, and and the midfield two just couldn't get near the ball, so the ball just kept coming coming straight back. We had no outlets, no outlet uh, on in the wing back wing back position. But in the second half, we were winning the ball in front of the back three and making use of it. So we, it was a, we went toe-to-toe with them and, and had some great counter-attacks. Fantastic from Semenyo. And if you think, lost Semenyo halfway through the second half, tweaked his knee. Jada Silva did his ankle as well, not uh, soon uh, before that. So we had to play two attacking midfielders in wing-back positions. They're totally unaccustomed to. Sheffield United had far more possession than us. It was a very good point. A point gained, considering we were we were scraping the barrel, but we showed so much more intent and desire in the second half. That was a difference. The thing for City is they got to show that in every single game, and that's the that that's
0: the problem. I think I think you're hundred percent right. There, can I, can right I just, there. Mark? Can I yeah. sorry, Dave? Mark,
3: can I just take you up on? You know, we've got two lads playing wing, but they're not used to playing there. I'll accept that on Benaru, so I'm not having it for Scott. He's played there loads of times now. Mm-hmm. Well, but I'm just saying he just, he
4: just doesn't. He just looks he looks, un, he just looks. he looks. He just looks uncomfortable then, in that that position. I think you've got to be well, able. And you've got why, to be able to tackle, and he you just you know, he's a very yeah. slight player playing in that position. I just don't. You know, they're playing at they're playing out of position for just you know I, to.
3: Yeah, but how many how many giants today have? I mean, you you Baldock. He plays right wing back. He's not very big. So no, but, but they, I don't think they, it's that, that. I think Scott is a is a ten or an eight. I don't I've said yeah. loads of times he's not a wing back, but no, he's a player that playing, could, be, cl- right. could be playing sense to be playing I think, guys, centrally. I
0: think I think look, the thing is, it's make do and mend. I mean, it's a little bit like exactly. Would,
4: Viner was Viner went there. Uh, well, T- Tanner's injured. In the Simpson, oh, he, yeah. Simpson's yeah. at the club, and De Silva went off. No Pring, no left sided players. Pring, we to play. wasn't on, Pring wasn't
0: on. Be- Pring I wasn't the on the bench. Pring wasn't even on the bench.
4: I don't know whether okay, he's injured or he's ill. So we we had nobody. I mean, the only defender yeah. we had was Duncan Iden, who's uh, an untested, untested centre back. He's not, he's not a left-sided midfield player. So, considering we were yeah. down to the bare bones, and we knew Sheffield United would, you know, would have a lot more possession, I think it was a good point. I'm not oh, arguing I, that 100%, uh, there are problems I think with the was, club, but I think we did yeah. very well.
0: I think it was a very, I think it was a very good point. Um, Neil, looking at the team lineup, I mean, it was as predicted, really, because uh, he said. Uh, the middle of last week, did uh, Nigel that no way was Joe Williams going to play Saturday, um, sat- uh, f- sorry Friday Monday, uh, so in came uh, Masengo, um, <laughs> and I said maybe he might have given Chris Martin uh, uh, a rest, uh, but he didn't, <laughs> um, uh, you know, to, and to, and and Ian said about the defenders being slow, um. What were your thoughts on the lineup and some of those comments that Ian's made about the defenders basically being uh, slow?
2: I agree with Ian uh, in the sense that they are slow, but they're three giants really that we've that we've put at the back to make ourselves a little bit more uh, aggressive in our defending in the, in the central areas and and certainly want at corners and at set pieces again, you know. Just putting six foot four, six foot four, and what's Atkinson? Six foot two, six foot three, yeah. Uh, yeah. on there. So yes, I mean, ideally, you wouldn't have three people with the turning circle of the Titanic there, um, and they are slow and, and ponderous. I, I think in the, I think you can still play it um, if uh, your two centre midfielders go with their runners. And the first half in particular, Masengo was on Sanderberg. And the amount of times where he just switched off and let him run past him, or he was just bypassed. And James wasn't all that much better either, really. But at least James looked like he knew what he was doing. Uh, Masengo, again, was just headless. Much better second half, to his credit. But first half, he was just headless. And then they're running on. And then the the runners...
1: uh, Sanderberg,
2: Sanderberg is is running through and the midfield runners are running through. They're not following. So then that drags Atkinson out on the left-hand side. And then that uh, leaves a space for the runners in behind for his forward because Atkinson's having to come into contact and he's coming out to do the covering role on runners from midfield that uh, unfortunately Masengo and James in the first half in particular weren't doing. Mm. So I think defensively as a unit in I didn't think the midfield two did a particularly good job first half, and they didn't really help uh, the the centre threesome, threesome. But I thought Close had his best game for Bristol City tonight.
0: I, I know, thought he was. I be- thought he was immense we've tonight. We got to give him. I think we got to give him a. Con- I think we got to give him a contract because he can weld stuff together. And if you have got players like Idaho, who didn't look a big unit, but he looked a fit lad warming up on the sidelines, you know, it's it's it's. <clears throat> I don't think the problems are at the back for us, to be honest. I mean, Ian, um, Hanno Masengo, he had the proverbial game of two halves because the first half, he wasn't at it. Second half, you know, step overs and everything like that. He put in a sort of performance that got plaudits at Preston, and that's probably his best 45 minutes since Preston away, which is, what, six weeks ago. But, uh, you know, somebody somebody's going to come in for him, aren't they? And they, they'd be justified in doing so, looking at how he is and what he can do shown in the second half. Yeah? you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I think in a good team, he'd be a good player. Um, and he's still very young. So he will develop. He's developed physically hmm. since he's been with us. Um, there'd be an argument to say... He may have slightly even regressed technically, but second half he came into the he came into the game a lot more and we started competing and winning the ball and turning it over. And that's why we created so many chances. It was only the fact that we were indisciplined and wasteful around the penalty area that we didn't win the game. It was a strange no. game. They played far the better football. Um but I thought they were one of the chances, best sides we've
0: seen here this season, to be honest. You know, well, they were just on very-
3: chances and goal-scoring opportunities, or goal, how would you put it, uh, likely goal situations, we were well ahead of them uh, because we kept cutting them open. But our final ball was dreadful and and our crossing was terrible most of the night. Um, and, you know, we there was a time, Wales was the classic one when Masengo went through, got brought down, um, <coughs> picked the ball up, there was a ball onto the side to play Feynman in. He could have um, squared it to Chris Martin, who was in a better position, but he scuffed a left yeah. foot shot, which which no, I thought right. was disgraceful. Right. Um, yeah. but, but that was typical of what we did, that there were too many half touches. Um, so, you know... you, you well,
0: need, Unforced errors, there were a few of those. You need, well, there
3: unforced errors. You, you need You need composure. And that's what we haven't got in our team. We haven't yeah. got I don't know if it's experience. I mean, in fairness, they had all of their strikers out tonight. Now, in the same time, we probably had two of our first choice centre backs out, and we had our first choice right back out. So, you know, all sides are, are short. I and mean, I looked at, at Luton's injury list the other night, um, and they've got had a huge number of players injured, yeah. but look where they are. So it yeah. just goes to show it's about your organisation, your squad. And eleven blokes giving everything, but you've got to do it for well, ninety minutes. The, it's no good. Yeah, and that's no the thing. We it,
0: gave it. We gave doing it on second a, half and not doing yeah. it first half. We did. We did. We competed today, and that's what I liked. You know, and it, it was, it was good. And anybody that was thinking about whether or not to reduce uh, renew their season ticket based on that second half. And the resilience that they show, you'd be uh, going out I and think you're, I in think tomorrow you're, morning uh, and getting it. Uh, uh, I, Mark, I, no, um, Dave,
3: Dave, I think well, you're being a bit happy clappy there,
0: mate. well i am I s I'm I'm usually accused of being anything but you know, I don't here, know if
3: you've yeah. had a few, but I mean our, our possession <laughs> somebody's made a point point on here. Increased our our possession increased to a whopping thirty two percent after ninety minutes. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good point.
0: Yeah. it, it uh, Mark, um it says, uh, <laughs> Benno has said, S. Benno has said, uh, interesting that we were advocating we should be signing Cundy after Friday's performance. And he says, I like Cundy, but is he really a championship player? I mean, if I was going to give, will he move us forward as a club given his poor distribution? I don't think he was that poor distributing. I don't the think his
3: distribution's any worse than Rob Atkinson. Rob Atkinson. Gregor picked up. He's great at bringing the ball out of defence, but he brings it out, and loses it, or falls He over. loses it.
0: But Mark, yeah, sorry, Mark. What, what, what are your thoughts on the uh, on that that central three tonight?
4: Yeah, the problem is that the three of them. There's 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 no pace there. there there's got to be somebody with a bit of pace because when we, you know, when when you know when we get try and get the second ball. I mean, it was a little bit unlucky with the goal because I think I've just seen it uh, better. Uh, Bentley pushes it on to Cundy to and it blooms up in it blooms up in the air. It's a little bit unfortunate. But we've seen that a lot of the time. Somebody's gotta step in and, and clear that ball. They gotta be a bit they gotta be stronger. And yeah. they're easy they're easy to get behind. Once you've got those midfield runners, if there's nobody tracking them, it's easy easy to get to get behind. Those free so closer I retain Cundy. Yeah, he's a championship player. Come through Bath City. He had uh, he did well at Gillingham last season? Considering he's come back from a good knee injury, a bad knee injury, good knee injury, a very bad knee injury, and he's only played a third of the season or been in contention. I think he's done very well. So yeah, he, he, I mean, to, when he was asked uh, on Radio Bristol tonight, it's quite funny. Uh, Nigel Pearson's answer, he said, what's the future for players like Closer and Cundy moving forward? He said, you know, when would you be looking at their contracts? He said about five weeks ago. So the decisions may have already been taken. But yeah, I definitely give him a contract closer for his his experience. I mean, Sheffield United were playing such a high line at times. He pressed up to the halfway line and won a ball, played it through. And like I said, a bit more composure. We should have finished off some of those chances, but that's the way it is. Yeah. We got a very we got a very good point today. I thought yeah. that was an excellent point, considering the first half, which was awful. Absolutely awful. Well,
0: it wasn't as bad as Preterborough a couple of weeks but ago. But look Neil, at Senko um, as well.
4: Yeah, sorry. Go on.
0: Yeah. Go on. Neil, um Bentley did a great save from uh, Gibbs White, as Ian uh, described <laughs> that. I mean, we, they were no. dancing past us and everybody was, you know, our, our defenders were a bit like statues in that first period. And indeed, uh, the Sheffield United should have gone in front, went and Die blazed over. But what was Bentley on today? He was running around like a maniac, you know, outside of his box and everything. Yeah, you know, he didn't have many, other than that, I don't think he had any other saves of significance to make, but he, he, he was... Uh, all over the shot today, wouldn't he?
2: He had about a 15-minute period in that first half, didn't he? Where he's just like, his head's gone. I think it all started where there was that corner, oh no, that shot rather, wasn't it, from the free kick Mm. and he tried to keep the ball in but he ended up scooping it and I don't know whether he's trying to be playing sweeper-keeper but thereafter there was one on the left and the one on the right from the Dolman. Christ, he was never going to get there. And if he took the man down, if he took the man down, he would have got a red card there. I mean, he was about 15 yards outside his box. I think someone had spoke to him at half-time because he didn't do any of that nonsense in the second half, did he? But for 15 minutes, he was head gone, wasn't he? He was a bit of a clown of a keeper for 15 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he's usually so uh, composed. I mean, on the keeper, would you give Max a couple of games between now and the end of the season or play him in one? No. Just give him a go? No, just stick with Dan. Stick
2: with Dan. Okay. I just think with Max, Max had a a long period um, in the goal. And as a shot stopper, yeah, perhaps, but he just doesn't command his area. Just doesn't command his area. I mean, there's a real decision to make on Max in the summer. He's going into his last year of his contract. Well, both of them are. And, you know, do you see Max O'Leary as a championship keeper? I don't know. I think the jury's out on that really.
0: Yeah, that's interesting um, we'll, we'll bring him up again uh, later on then when we look at some of the uh, decisions that are going to be made uh, Ian the goal um, it was in mean, Bristol City a counter-attacking team Bent saved a Robinson header and then quick distribution by Bentley Semenyo shrugged off Basham like he did to Stoke uh, defenders on uh, Good Friday and uh, it was well-worked, good cross, good finish by Chris Martin for his 10th of the season, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, great move. And it just goes to show you don't have to play, play the ball seven times in your own six-yard box to play um, good attacking football. You know, he's, he's, he's seen Semenyo. Semenyo's nipped in in front of the central defender who's overcommitted, taken the ball past him, lots of space, got his head up, slid the ball in for, a, for another assist. Nice finish by Chris Martin, and Chris Martin would be uh, uh, a better player in a team that gave him some service. Uh, and but we don't do that. This is why I keep on about our crossing. Um, it, it, you need with with him. You need to, to obviously he, he was wide open for that one, but they were wide open and high up the pitch all night. We just didn't play through them enough, and when we did, we had them in all kinds of trouble.
0: We did. No, we had chances. Well, we had a chance to go uh, two 0 up uh, just after, wasn't it? Because there was uh, in the build-up to the goal, Semenyo showing what he's great at. But then um, so it was Andy Vyman set up uh, Semenyo, and he ballooned it over the bar, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't no, have I wouldn't. Had it with I wouldn't that. agree with that. No.
4: No, I think he took. He, t- he was behind the ball. He just didn't get his foot round the ball. He took. He, he, okay. t- he took it early he did the right he did the right thing he just didn't keep the ball down it wasn't that far over the far over the bar he was going for the top corner he he hit he hit the b- b- ball there. They just didn't execute it quite right i thought he, he you know why, why it was did a, he it was a it great it, move
3: then? pardon why did he hit it why did he, he it it to hit it i don't i don't know he just decided
4: it early and didn't ex- didn't yeah, execute it quite why, right but you don't think he so ballooned he, it over the bar
0: all right no that so was me harsh but, saying he ballooned it over the bar but it was It looked rushed. It looked rushed. It wasn't a composed finish, which is slightly
3: different. Somebody asked me tonight about Semenya, and I said if I was a Premier Division scout, uh, this was actually on Radio Bristol, I said if I was a a Premier Division scout and I saw Semenya, I'd say, yeah, great potential, great strength, some pace, um, not bad, uh, let's buy him. And let's loan him back to a cha- to a good championship club for a season or two. A little bit like Chelsea did with Tammy Abraham. Mm. Um, and, and that's what I think. It, and it may be that we could say, let's make something up. And let's say, I don't know, Aston Villa came in and said, we'll give you 15 million for Antoine. right? And, and we, we decided to take the money on the basis that they loaned him back to us for a season or two. And I think that would be... Um, that 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 would be probably the best of both worlds because yeah. you, you definitely he, he definitely needs to be more composed with his finishing. It was the same; he could have won the game for a 6 Stoke. He had a fantastic chance against one on one against the keeper. This time, his right right foot smashed it out the ground. All right when he could have slid that one across as well. So um, decision making is very important as a championship footballer you've got to make better decisions yeah. and our strikers at times make well all over the field we make poor decisions
0: and yeah. let's not take it let's not take it away from antoine you yeah, know the last two games very quickly, in in
3: a in a side, if
4: just imagine if you had central midfield players who could get ahead of the ball, the way he's yeah. been able to hold it, hold hold the ball up, is back to goal and spin players. If we, if we had midfield players who are committed to getting getting ahead of the ball, this is all hypothetical. He's he's a real asset If we his back to goal and, and 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 turning players. He's absolutely fantastic. There is a lot of potential there. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, not composed, not great finisher, but able to bring players into play. If we could get those midfield players ahead of the ball, and he was able to play them in as well, we'd be we'd be some sight. But that's another that's a problem for another day. Yeah, I, the just in, for I just want just want to bring in none
0: of our points. midfielders do that. Yeah, let me just yeah. bring in a couple of points that uh, Tomo's made on there. He said. Uh, Total number of passes, Sheffield United 584 against City's 276. And Tom O's also said, let's be clear, with our current setup and ability of our squad. We always play like an away side. Semenya is only worth about six million, in his opinion. He's made 110 senior appearances and only scored 13 goals. And Frippi has said you can't improve your first... If you can't improve your first touch at that age, you never will. That's why I never play at the top level. And uh, interesting points. Uh, Neil, the goal, the equalising goal, um, it came on the hour. And you could argue it was no more than... uh, Sheffield United deserve. Could we have done better with that? Was it dangerous play? Because it was a very high hook that Gibbs White uh, got his boot up in the face of Alex Scott, somebody said, and uh, uh, cracked it home for the equaliser. But uh, could we have done better with that one?
2: Uh, Yeah. Could I just make a point about Semenyo, Dave? Yeah, go on. Semenyo tonight, you're talking about Sheffield United defenders that were premiership defenders two seasons ago. John Egan, Republic of Ireland defender, Chris Basham, players like that, George Bulldog, all premiership defenders two years ago. Semenyo terrified them tonight. He terrified them. When when he went off injured, you could tell they had a collective sigh of relief because he has pace and power. And that... Those two ingredients are what Premiership do. Good coaching will improve him. And I think he's improved this season from last season and potentially goes forward from there. But so many games this year, we have seen him whereby, yes, he's not the finished article. Yes, he's snatching at stuff. Whereas two or three months ago, he was slotting them in, hitting the ball so hard, whacking off posts and, and all the rest of it. But his raw attributes, he terrified those defenders tonight for Sheffield United, absolutely terrified. I, them. No,
0: I agree with you, Neil. And I was expressing Tomo's views, not necessarily... Well, not and the route, and the
4: route he's come through as well, remember. I mean, he's, he, he came through, he was at South Gloucestershire Academy, wasn't he, where we where we spotted him. So he didn't come through, he didn't come through our academy, he didn't he want to drop out at a league club. He's very much gone under the radar in his career. And I think mm. there is room for improvement. And I think there Neil is. was absolutely right because he's so direct and his upper body strength is fantastic. I'm not saying, you know, get going over the top, but there's so much potential there. What is he, 20, 21, 21 now?
0: You know, oh, I know. Gone. I have going to ask you, Mark, how old, I loved, how old I he loved, is he?
2: 22, I think. he's 22, I think. Yeah. 22, I think. Yeah. 20,
0: anyway, 22, um, Neil, 23, back on the goal. Like back on yeah, the
2: goal. back on the goal. Neil, was there a slip thinking? in the build-up? I haven't seen the goals. I, no. I got home to Clevedon here, jumped in, had a bit of food and got straight on after, afterwards. So I haven't seen the goals. So Mark has seen the goals. Was there a bit of a slip just the, in the build-up to end, it that end, the guy got yeah. through?
4: Ender end Stevens. Let me just play, play. I've got the ball on, on Sky goals. Bear, bear yeah. with me a second. Because he seemed to have... all.
2: The guy well, who Ian, shot. Ian watched,
0: it. Ian watched it on Sky. Ian watched it on Sky. End, so. what you're looking at, Mark. In, but in the meantime, Ian, how did you see yeah. the goal, and was it a high foot when he hooked it in?
3: Well, Scott yeah. got there a bit after he'd hit the ball, but he did kick Scott in the back. But it was after the event, so and the the ball was there to be to be hooked back in, and Scott jumped round the side, tried to block the shot, got a kick. Like either a kick in the shoulder or a kick in the back.
1: Mm. So,
3: but Steve, the, the problem was the shot before. Um, Ender Stevens was in so much space. He was, and it wasn't for yeah. the first time, uh, because yeah. we just left players unmarked in our box. Now I can understand the bloke being unmarked in midfield. Yet, yeah, fine, you can't go man for man all over the pitch. Um, but th- he, th- he was in, well, I would say, two meters of space. On the in, just inside our box, so he had time to take the ball, get on his left foot, whip a shot in. Now, I think Bentley could have done better. He could have pushed it away from the goal, not down into the floor and out. And if he'd have done that, we might have won the game. But he pushed it, it onto Cundy.
4: Unfortunately, what, what he does, he pushed it onto Cundy, and the ball balloons
0: up in the air. Yeah, yeah. So, so instead, of, instead
3: of doing that, knock knock it out sideways, not not in front yeah. of you.
0: But I mean, it's interesting. I, I, I've, i we, Tomo must come on here some uh, time to have a chat, and I spoke to. Him oh, we asked nicely, have not we? But he's, he's got, he's, he's, obviously got, <laughs> I got my problem with Calamo O'Dowda because he's. Tomo said with cup appearances, it's 132 senior games and 22 goals for Antoine. I would say <clears throat> that if you look at the last. 50 games that Antoine has played, and somebody statistically picked me up on this. The last 50 games, I would say that most of those 22 goals have come in the last 50 games. So that is a player, to me, that is um, is getting um, is getting better. Hey, it's, not it's, take, is it? it's, it's not just about goals, It's not just about goals. No, he done, It's cause he scored 10 go- How many goals has he got this season? Is it 10?
3: He's got, I think no, he's got uh, nine goals in 10 assists.
0: There we go. So, you know... You can't not an exi- he's an
4: exciting... He's an exciting natural talent because he hasn't I come mean, through at, the academy Reed, or any league group. His look game's never been spoiled.
0: Yeah. Look at Bobby yeah. Rees' development. Until 2017-18 season, when he was played in that um, hybrid role a number of his appearances. Nobody would have been bothered if Bobby Reid had left in the summer of 2017. And then, you know, and that was his golden boot season, really, wasn't it? You know, when he scored all those goals Mm. for us, because whilst he's been a regular scorer, you'd hardly describe him as um, prolific. But there we go. OK, I mean, look, we had uh, Ian mentioned it earlier. Um, Naki Wells was wide. We had a number of chances to have uh, won the game in the closing stages. I think Atkinson, Uh, Headed over from a free kick situation, and uh, you know it was one of those where anybody who left before the six minutes of injury time was up. And I'm usually a person who scuttles off to get in my car, but uh, (laughs) this week uh, I was there to the very. I've never seen you uh, scuttle, David. No no I'm a good little scot me. I was there I was there with with Mel and uh, to the very end and that was her first game for a while and, and yeah and she really enjoyed it which was uh, which was good to get somebody who's not sort of um not regular but you felt we both felt entertained as we walked away from there. Okay I just want to pick up on a, a few things that we we've talked about Keith Stroud who was well, it's all about him all the time. Um the uh, free kicks um Ian, Matt James seems to take them, and they ain't all that, whereas our best dead ball kicker is Alex Scott. Would you agree with that, Ian?
3: Well, no, I wouldn't. I think Alex Scott's passing is, is pretty poor, to be honest. It was better when he first came into the team. Um, and I don't know if it's part of this, you know, stay in your lane instruction from Pearson with us playing a back five. Um, but no, the number of times he's cross hits the first defender and something like that. There's the odd good one in there, but no, I, I, I wouldn't say, and I said when he was on free kicks in corners, a lot of them were scuffed low to the first defender on the front post. Right. So well, I'd probably you, what... leave. But I, I don't think Matty James free kicks are a million miles better either. And that's another no. thing that we're really bad at. Yeah.
0: Well, we haven't got an Alan Walsh well, or a Mickey Bell. We haven't got we have got an Alan Walsh or a Mickey Bell that you knew that they get it's set pieces.
3: We're not we're yeah, not good no, at we're it.
0: not very good at that. I mean, do you do you agree, Mark? You know, would you who, I, who should I think be our yeah,
3: Scott's
4: position? Scott. I, I don't know. I mean, to Silver can it can it can it in can it in swingers? Obviously, from the the right ro- the right hand side. The problem the problem is Scott's. Ian said Scott's. Scott's uh, a lot of his corners throughout the season have been. He hasn't got past the first defender at all, or he's blue. He's bloomed it over. I think his 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 best best position. He really. I mean, the funny thing was Nigel Pearson on Radio Bristol said he wanted players to take risks, but Alex Scott didn't take any risks. or He was told not to take any risks, and you know, give that give that outlet on the side. Give give the defender something to think about, and an out an out ball or push it push it wide. And, and hit the ball hard across the penalty area. He was just spooning the ball into the area or making a pass back, which if we were being pressed meant we naturally had to go back to the keeper. So we were wasting a lot of attacks. In the first half, there was an embarrassing corner from from, uh, from James. He played the ball short to Scott and Scott tried to win his usual free kick and there was a counter-attack on So. I couldn't understand when Pearson said we, we want to take more risks because we didn't, and I think Scott was you know as a player to take those would take those risks, push push and push the ball past the defender, past Stevens and run, hit the ball into the area, hit the ball hard and low. You know if the defenders are facing a the goal, then you you know you could uh, you know you could get an own goal, but we have nothing to think, nothing to think about with his, with his starting position.
0: Yeah. So, Neil, yeah. what's your take Four. on that?
2: Like, what's your take on that? Who should be my, the deputy? My my take. People? My take on Scott is that we've got an 18-year-old lad who has come from pretty much nowhere and has pretty much amazed us in terms of his potential. As with all young people, they have a dip, and I think he did a piece in the post, didn't he, uh, in the week where he admitted that. He he had a dip. I don't like seeing him play at right wing back. I can see how dedicated and focused he is. I would much rather him playing in the centre in the way that he does for the England setup. But needs must, isn't it? You know, with our ten different players. Do you think that's developed him as a player
0: though, playing there because he doesn't look? It's not natural. Um,
2: There was a time during the first uh, first half, Dave, when him and Semenyo, him and Wyman swapped over for five minutes and Vyman went to right wing back and right. Scott went into the centre. And I thought, is that because, you know, the one, the one thing that Scott will give you in the centre is the ability to dribble past the player. And that's what we miss offensively. Although it could be argued Musengo at times has that initial five yard sort of burst of pace that gets them past. And then he gets a bit, Head in the clouds and doesn't quite know other than Preston away the second goal for Semenya. He has he doesn't really quite know what to do once he gets past the player sometimes. Mm. But Scott in the centre, I would have loved to have seen a season with Scott in the centre. Um but he's he's a right wing back and he's playing a disciplined role. It's, it's the same for Benarus when it when he had to come on. And I'm sure has he ever played left wing back? Probably. Not
0: probably not. So we've had, we've, Baird, we've, had, like we've had Sam Bell at right wing back. Scott, we Sam Bell played at right wing back.
2: I'm
0: guessing, <laughs>
2: I'm guessing before this season that Scott was playing in the center. So these crosses and these corners did he used to take crosses and corners in junior league, or was there somebody else or whatever he's yeah. had to learn as he's going along, you know, mm. with regards to it? but. I I yeah I know exactly that corner that they were talking about I I think yeah. James overhit it to him hit it too hard and he took a a mistouch but they they young players aren't they and it, yeah. and he stuck yeah. to it he stuck to Yeah I, 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 I
4: yeah I didn't want to criticize I mean I think it like I said it takes takes discipline to play that role and he's yeah. he's not a natural a natural defensive right-sided player he's got so much no. to give in in the middle and he's scored goals this season you know his first season and he plays without fear he's he, he has done some great things in defence a member of yeah defensively he did, as well. he a nice
0: little flick today scott in the second half just you know some of his uh, some of his close players good and getting free kicks he's he's good at all of that okay guys look um i'm not going to have too much of a, a, a our normal hour long one uh, ian um looking at that side today and I'll come to each of you on this how many of those or name those and I'll put I'll mark them on the team sheet name those that you f- would feel happy with if they lined up on the first home game of next season assuming it's Saturday July the 30th how many of those players would you have and you'd say I'm happy with that because then it's not going to be 11 then there's going All to be right, gaps. Let me ask. Let that's me where ask. we yeah, are. So let, how let many of those ask, players really? are you, you going to be happy yeah. with if they line up on the opening day of next season? Go on. Right.
3: Bentley, Wyman Masengo, Semenyo, uh, De Silva.
0: Bentley, Weiman, Musengo, right, and and. Po- possibly, we all, you, possibly, but well, we, all, we all think some, we all think is gonna go, yeah. And that's yeah, but you, you said the
3: side that started yeah, tonight, yeah. All right. yeah we we did did. Say I the, did say that. So, what I'm doing is I'm assuming that the, all the ones that started tonight will be available in two okay. months' time when we start a new season. So, I yeah. would say I, I'd include Scott, but not as a right wing back. So, I, the, I would go yeah. one, two, three four five players.
0: Bentley, Masengo, Scott. Weiman,
3: uh uh Bentley, Viman, Masengo, De Silva, Semeno. And Scott, but not as oh, a Okay, no but that's right. That's so six. Five, five stroke six. Yeah.
0: Call it six. Alright. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah and Mark, who 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 would you uh, of of those eleven yeah. Who would you be happy with if they were there on July the 30th, starting?
4: Uh, Bentney, closer. Thyman, Scott, but not his right wing back. Yeah. Uh, Masengo, De Silva and Semeno.
0: So pretty so much the same, but out, you've got it? closer. So you've got seven. Yeah. So okay.
4: I wouldn't have Kundi, Atkinson, James
2: or okay. Martin.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Uh, Neil, what's your thoughts on that?
2: I think Atkinson's been all right the last three games actually. I think he's he's alluded to the fact that he was um, struggling through illness and such like. I think the last three games, three, four games, he had a back problem tonight and he played through it. I'd have him there. I think he's improving and I think um, with it, I think we need an upgrade in the centre. I'm not sure Matty James, when he's Really fit. I wouldn't have go there. I'd, I'd, I just think he's had in the clouds. Okay, second half tonight, a lot better. But first half, just confirmed my feelings about him as a player. So, I wouldn't have him there. I'd have Scott in the centre, like you said, up front. I thought Martin played all right, has played all right over the course of the season. Would I change off front three? I don't know, really. I, th- I think they've done all right, they? What are we, top 10 scorers in the division?
0: Are well, those front three? You- I think all right. analyst, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong here, Neil Warnock said that Sheffield United had our forward line. They'd have beaten us tonight. It was, was it Warnock who was analysing the game tonight?
3: Warnock, Warnock said that if you swap the front threes over, they'd have won easy. And he said that, in fairness, he said that before the game.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think United, that'd
3: be Sheffield right. Sheffield United, all right. Sheffield United so, never had a striker so inside. So, we're in
0: agreement. We're in agreement then. I mean, I'm just going to write this down. In terms of the shape, so we've got Bentley and gold. Yeah, hang on. That, that's that's, that's taken on. as a given, right? We're all yeah. talking, right? N- not in detail, Ian. What shape are we going to have next season? Is it, you know, well, that's we gotta... the,
3: that's the million, that's the million dollar question. And let me let me throw another uh, conundrum into it. If I was picking a back three out of the players currently at the club, okay my back three would be closer in the middle, Callas on the right and Baker on the left. Yeah. Mm. So now in midfield, uh, the only midfield player that we've got, I think if, now this is a massive, massive if, if you could get Joe Williams fit and play him in the midfield with Masengo, I think it wouldn't be too bad. But I think we need, from what I'm seeing, I think we need a middle three. Whether we play four three three, four five one, or three five two, we need a middle three, not a middle two. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: and that and and so up front, my two up front would be Vigneault in Semenyo. I'd leave Chris Martin out because um, I think you play more football with them in. And um, I, I, I would play three in the middle. So th- my three in the middle for Derby's next game in it
0: mm-hmm. would
3: be yes. uh, James in a holding position position. With Masenga, uh, Masengo and either Williams or Josh Hours. I was really disappointed to see Andy King on the bench tonight, not because I dislike Andy King
0: or anything. No, like it's just that, but I think he's it got great, no great opportunity future here.
3: No, and it'd be a great opportunity mm-hmm. to put Josh Hours in, who's combative, left sided, a bit taller than the others, a bit stronger than the others, and that would stop people running through us as yeah. much. Yeah. So, oh, all right, that's interesting. That's interesting,
0: you know.
3: With, Ian, that's... Sorry, I think where we're weak as a team is in that central midfield because he tries to play three four. He's stuck with I must play one two. You know, I must play Voinnen in behind two strikers. and it is we know Martins a favourite of his and Semenyo. So that's why I said when we were talking about who we'll be signing for next season you know, what players do we need? Forget names, just say what players. I'd say we need a, a really good defensive holding midfield player, an upgrade on Chris Martin, so a quicker, taller, better, faster player, um, and a creative midfield player. Mm. Um, but so, uh, on, We, but obviously, you, need a, we players, obviously need a right, right wing back.
0: We've got, we've got, you know, we said we'd be happy with players lining up, and there's a general consensus amongst all of us here on those players that we'd be happy with, and you're absolutely right, Ian, Callas, Close and Baker, <coughs> if they were fit, okay, Close is probably the slowest of those three, yeah? yeah. But that's good in anybody's yeah. book. Right wing-back then, that is without doubt a position that we need. You'd agree with that, Neil, wouldn't you? Yeah? that
2: oh, it's, it's a right wing-back,
0: been... or a white... Or even a right fullback, that God. is paramount. Yeah.
2: What a shocker we've had this season, Dave. At right, yeah. right back, right wing back. We've had a shocker, haven't we? Whichever way he tries to put a spin on it, when you've had ten different players and you're playing your left back as a right back or a right wing back, even though he can't kick a ball with his right foot, and you've you've. At certain stages, you've had your top scorer Viman playing right wing back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and you've then had you've had, had Sam that, Bell, a nineteen-year-old forward, go. playing you've had a right to let wing a back. Going Simpson, you've had Zach Viner. It's been a bloody car crash back there. I, th- yeah. I, th- you know, absolutely. And you know, he's been unfortunate with um uh J- Janna. No, not Jana. Right wing back. The right back we bought from Carl. Tanner George Tanner. Thank you, yeah, thank, thank you, George Tanner. Tanner, he's been unfortunate because at times he's he's looked combative and and such like, and he scored a goal, didn't he, at Peterborough and, uh, and and yeah, that was all yeah. right. But um, I think um, we I think we need a, at least another two two either a right back or right wing back. It's very different. It, I mean, the club the club's got to decide, Dave, in the summer what what formation it's going to buy uh, play. You know, one of the reasons we we went so mad with Lee Johnson was we tried to buy three or four players for every position and we had no idea the formation we're playing. We weren't buying players based on formations that we were going to be playing or a style that we were going to be playing or whatever.
0: Oh, we didn't. Yeah, you're right.
2: And realistically now, we need to make a decision in the summer. Are we going to be playing with wing-backs next year or are we going to play in flat-back fours? Because a right-back is a very, very different player to a right wing-back. And Correct. there's Correct. no point there's no point buying a right back if you're gonna be playing with wing backs. Because sure. and then and then expecting, just expecting that's... that you're gonna you're gonna actually that right back, oh yeah, I'm sure he can he can adapt and he can, can I... he can go to left wing back. Can, and, I, can uh, I just so... come in there? Can yeah, I just of come
3: in there and say that's the the first meeting that we have to have and I mean now if they haven't already had it? is they have to decide if Nigel Pearson's going to be the manager next year. Now, it looks like he is. Okay, so let's assume that he is. Then they need to sit him down and say, right, who do you want? What players do you want? What are they going to cost? And, and so obviously you get his head of recruitment in as well. What are they going to cost? And are they available? And go on, stick up on that screen in front of me, on a piece of paper, if you like, I don't give a monkey's, the formation you're going to play on the 30th of July Yep. And and I would rip his head off if the four, three, or let's assume he wants to sign four. If they're not all starting in that lineup, I say I don't care what formation you want to play, four five one, four three three, three five two, four four two. If you want, knock yourself out. But I want to see that on there and how it's going to work and how the Yeah, because what you're
0: saying, the players are, that you're going to buy, upper. they've got to be in the starting lineup, and that is part of the problem that we're having just I'm, having this uh discussion i'm not i'm not sure
2: i'm not sure they have to be in the starting lineup but obviously you know well, there's, there's, a, lot, there's, 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 no there's, there's a long the... there's a long list there's a long list dave yeah, a long improved, long list then, but, but of, if they're of, not I'll in the improve. starting
0: lineup neil if they're not in the starting lineup they're
2: no better than what we've got what we we've got holes on the pitch at the moment haven't we We've got what, holes but on we don't, the pitch but we at the don't moment.
0: Know, as Ian said, we don't know what the shape is. Mark, let's have a quick What's, view from what, uh, what,
2: you. What, what, Dave, patiently.
1: What,
2: just, just before I pass yeah. across to Charlie to, to, to and he's uh, to Mark rather. Ultimately, yeah, if we get rid of the <laughs> amount of players that we get rid of in the summer, theoretically, okay, yeah. then then you're going to have about 15 players left, aren't you? So you, you're not going to, and we've just said at the we've just named seven players that we would start in that division. Yeah. Yeah. First game of the season. So you're talking about a squad of 19, aren't you? Then if you replace the four players that are on there starting tonight that we wouldn't have at the start of next season, then you're only talking about buying four players to fill in those gaps. Yeah. 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 So then if you get rid of all the players that you don't want, the Viners, the Moors, the Calamo Dowders, the, The the Casey Farmers, the Nacky Wells, all the rest of it. On the bench tonight, we had seven players. Four of them were 19. Okay? We had Sam Bell, Conway, uh, Benarus and Ida Okay? So, you've got to build a squad for next year and get rid of the players there because you're going to get injuries. Okay? You're going to get injuries. That's why I would say with um, Cundy. Yeah, is he going to be starting next year? No, but I, no, as a no. squad, as a squad player, I He's would give good, him a contract. Yeah,
0: and and Kund, so Kundi's a squad player, Tan is a squad player, but we're trying to yeah. get. Sorry, Mark, you've been patiently quiet in the background. Go to Mark.
2: Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Mark.
0: Mark. No, What's oh, no, your no. The shape. The shape.
4: I think the problem is I mean we, we play three four one two, but we don't look comfortable when we're playing it. And like Ian said, Sheffield United showed you don't need to, to have a big man up front. you just need to make you just need need to pass the ball well. Uh, hold the, you know, in in mid in midfield and get midfield runners through. We don't have enough weapons in our armory. We do play like an away side. I mean, the, the second half was different because Misengo was able. It was on the front foot, and he was able to nick the ball through and run on and and make use of it and and start and start attacks. But you can't do that every game. Mm-hmm. You need some. You need to dominate midfield and have, have much more possession. You right. don't do that. We so don't. you could push. What you re- ideally need is. You, you want to push Wyman up front alongside somebody like Semenyo, have two well, that's forwards to can said. finish. What, yeah, and I have, a, have, a, have two, I can't see a future for Joe Williams unless he has an operation. I don't know what his, his, his injury right, problems are. But Joe are, Williams, you could say... because we've it's, got to sort that out. Yeah,
0: you could say Joe that's Williams becomes a squad player because if you look at it this way, if you look at it this I mean, way, let's 50. assume that we're going down the wing-back route. Let's assume we're going down yeah. the wing-back route. In my starting lineup, and it's everybody's, you know, we're we're all of the opinion that we don't really want Chris Martin. That's what we think. It's not what the manager thinks, because he he plays Chris Martin every week, right? But we're in agreement that we'd like to see Vyman and Semenyo up front as a two, right? Fact, yeah? I don't think there's any argument there. You've then got Alex Scott with a player of his talent, if he's still here, Right? He has to, in my view, he has to play in behind them. Now, whether that's a Casey Palmer type role, but he's got to be in that starting lineup. yeah? Then you're left in the middle with, I don't think Masengo's going to be here, and I don't think James is good enough, and I don't think Williams, with his track record of injury, can be relied upon, although he's a good squad player and he's here for another year of his contract. So, if we're going to play, well... Callas, Close and Baker, but it could be Cundy Close and Atkinson or, you know, various permutations there. Ida Hen made it in the team. If we're going to play with those three central defenders, the right wing back is there. We've got Cund- uh, We've got Pring and JDS who can play on that left wing back. We are left with going out and buying two shit-hot midfield players that fit in that lineup. So I'm saying three signings, a right wing back, two up players, one to replace the aging James, one to replace the Masengo, and that is your holding midfielders with Scott providing the creativity. And I'm going to put, I'll, I'll say JDS at left wing back. So starting next season, Benson goal, another right wing back, in an ideal world, Callas, Close and Baker, but injuries and chancellors might stop those being there. But it could be that you have Cundy, Close and Atkinson. Yeah, it could be Callas, Close and Atkinson if Baker retires. So that almost takes care of itself. Two in the middle, Scott behind a front two of Weiman and Semenyo. That, I'd be happy with that. So and you're, playing that the same form,
3: you're, you're playing the same formation as we're playing now and it's not really working.
0: Well, because we haven't got the players in there. We want Masengo playing like he did for 45 minutes today. And Matty James, somebody like him that has got that little bit of nous, you know, and if he was five years younger, you'd say a Barry Banner type, or correct me if I'm wrong, is he more of an Alex Scott version type of player? Because if Scott's here, he's got to play. If Semenyo's here, he's got to play. And Vyman well, worth, that's why I say the, not- first,
3: the first thing you've got to do is, I mean, it's all right saying all these players are going to go. Uh, we've only got four players out of contract uh, this summer. So that's Lewis Britton, who we think is going, Robbie Kundi, who, who we'd like to stay possibly as a squad player, mm-hmm. Andy King, who is, is going to go, we think, and Callum Dowda, who has a, the club have a one-year option, but they could release him without triggering that option. Then, in 2023, we've got 15-1-5 yeah. players out of contract. And there's some big names in there. So, you've got Thomas Callas, Jada Silva. Bentley. Masengo, Naki Wells, Bentley, Palmer. Um, yeah. Zach Viner is under contract. Joe Williams is under contract for another two years. Now, well, one year the with a one-year
0: option. But he's been here two no, years, is
3: not he? no. No, another two years. He signed a four year deal. Did he? All right. So, yes. So, you've also got players that are here that are nowhere near the first team uh, who've got, who are under contract to 2023, who've got one year options. So, that's Awar Edwards, James Morton, Taylor Moore, Max O'Leary, and thankfully, Antoine Semenyo. Now, you've also got Harvey Wallace Richards, Nathan Baker, and Tyreek Backinson. Um, who who are? That's the fifteen out there. So it, there's it's all right. People, I mean, people going on about oh yeah, well the Naki Wells are leaving, Casey Palmer will go, and this will happen, in that'll Someone's going to want to buy them. So we're going to need to do some a lot, lots, no, lot, lot be better some, business.
0: Because last
3: season we just released a lot of people that were out of contract. Well, I got you know I got a grandson three who can do that. Um, that's easy. It, it's the the replacing, and 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 I, if if you look at what we've got here, and if they were all available for the Derby game, yeah, I'd be playing. I wouldn't be playing the three four one two. Although, to a degree, with Eymund in, it's really worked with Eymund there. Um, I'd be playing a, a, a more of a three five two like Sheffield United did, and having that extra player, and not in the big man up
0: front.
4: And it relies on midfield, midfield runners and that's what we don't do. And, and they look very comfortable yeah. playing it. We're still playing a formation. We don't look comfortable playing because we haven't got the players really to execute it. It's no, very limited exactly right. what we try and do. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: yeah. All right, I mean, guys. That's a problem. We're getting more more limited by the week.
0: Yeah. Look, it's uh, it's it, it, we got three games left. It's going to be a tough one against Huddersfield on the final day of the season. You wonder hmm. if Derby will be, their spirits will be down because they got that great win against Fulham uh, on the Friday and yet they got relegated as a result of uh, other results um, today Uh, Hull at home, it'd be nice to finish with a win and a performance like we saw in the second half quick score prediction from uh, all of you for the weekend or result at the weekend, Mark how do you think we'll do at uh, Pride Park, what's your prediction there?
4: Um, 2-1 to City against Wayne's relegated Derby County. Sorry, oh, sorry Derby. Cat feel sorry for the fans, but it's tough. You you
2: break the rules. You, saw
0: the board, the board. What, what do you say at, at Pride Park, uh, Neil?
2: Mark just nicked my score. <laughs> You're
0: saying the
2: same. The, the, um, <laughs> uh, is, that their final, is that their final home game?
0: Yes, it is. No,
2: no, no. Thank God for that, it doesn't turn into a load of nonsense, right? Uh, yeah, I fancy. Well, it all depends yeah. whether Semenya is playing, really, for me. Okay, I think Semenya, yeah,
3: if if Ian. um, if it's yeah, if it, if it's uh, pretty much the same team as tonight, which it, it will be, I think you could see Joe Williams come back in. Uh, if I know Pearson, he'll drop Masengo even after that second half. Um, yeah. But if let's say it's, it's pretty much the same team that started tonight. I'm going for a very entertaining, because neither side have actually got anything to play for apart from pride. Um, so I'm going for a very entertaining 3-2 win to Bristol City.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm going to break the mould against all three of uh, what you said there. I think it's going to be uh, a bit like today's game, you know, quite entertaining but uh, I'm going to go for one all draw guys thanks for your input this evening and those people that have listened happy Easter Monday what's left of it or if you're listening during the week get your heads back down to the grindstone of work but uh, we'll be back with a review of the Derby game on Saturday afternoon after the game thanks for your support and thanks for listening all the best cheers now everybody bye bye
2: Thank you. night all
4: night all
1: Robin this morning I'm feeling happy today Gonna
2: to put my cares in a whistle Blow them all away
1: What if I've been unlucky Really I ain't got a thing There's a time I always feel happy As happy as a king When
2: the red, red Robin Comes bob, bob, bob And along, along There'll be no more sobbing When he stops robbing His old sweet song. Ah oh, wake up, wake up you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy.
1: What is is five and blue? Now I'm walking through fields. A flower. Raymate, listen, but still I listen.
2: It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you're still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now in the
1: McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and times supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh